Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. It's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as Sideline. You know more about the model during the course of this episode set to cover the 15 best college basketball games, 15 of the 16. Uh, there's one that's really good that I'm, I've covered over on TikTok that I love as the TikTok total of the day. So check that out if you haven't yet. But otherwise, we've got the 16 best games, at least in my opinion, covered via here or TikTok. It is a great Saturday slate, January 28th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. See the Google Sheet for sidelines projections on every single game. The model also has a graded pick on each and every game. But because there are no locks in gambling, sideline parses those picks in the three categories, loves, likes, and leans, or rather A, B, and C grades. There are two different ways to get those picks. One is Patreon. The other is Black Book Sports. Mostly just depends on what you're looking for. Hopefully, they've got a package built for your needs, whether that's early access to model projections, ad-free shows, instant access to the picks, and or the Discord chat, which is the best place to get questions answered about these or other games don't forget the results for all recommended picks. The ones in the show, the Model A grade plays, and the plays of the day can be found on Black Book Sports and the Google Sheet. Both those links are in the show description. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. You'll notice a new backdrop. Uh, move the office around. Uh, just some house changing stuff's up uh you can see the hockey theme in the back is actually mrs professor uh, a lot of this is her stuff uh she's a big hockey fan if you're on the discord chat you know that she drops in and uh we have a lot of fun w when she does uh, so uh I i'm very fortunate to be married to a woman who who loves her hockey so the stars memorabilia back here uh some of it's mine but most of it is hers so we'll have a fun different backdrop here uh as we as we move things around so this is what you'll be used to going forward, hopefully. Um, otherwise, though, before we get to today's slate, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any college basketball MLB or college football content that this channel provides. I already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits we found over there above and beyond what we do here. Packages start at just $3 per month. www.patreon.com slash professor get you more details, but even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Let's get right to it. Again, covering 15 games today. Going to start off with the 11 a.m. Central game, Auburn at West Virginia. A couple things here I'm going to talk about on this one. I'm going to mention on the next one too. You got these early tips and you see more unders than anything else. It doesn't always hold. It's not a trend that's going to you know, revolutionize your bankroll. It's not going to hit 65% of the time or something crazy like that, but you just tend to see a little bit more sleepier starts and it be a little bit more likely to go under rather than over in these early starts. That's one angle that I've got for you here on the under 142. The other one is that the model projects 137 and a half points on average. And so we're talking about a pretty good little discrepancy between what the model thinks and what the actual line is. And over the last month, the model actually overestimated both teams on the number of points per game only by a small amount. It's been pretty spot on, and I don't really see why this one's any different. I see this one having a harder time getting to 140. You've got a team in West Virginia that I think gets drug up 
in points because of the competition they're playing in the Big 12 and playing against the Kansases, the Kansas States, the TCUs, the Baylors of the world who just have fantastic offenses. That's been half of the West Virginia play. Part of the reason why they struggled so much at conference because it's just a, a, a tough, you know, ask night in and night out. Going against those teams, it's just a little bit different of a beast than Auburn who – probably would be one of the top defenses in the Big 12. Obviously, in the Big 12, you have Iowa State with the great defense. But beyond that, you don't really have these elite defenses like Auburn has. And it's going to keep this lower scoring. I don't think Auburn's got the same offense that a lot of these Big 12 teams have. Auburn's a good team, um, but going into West Virginia is going to be tougher for them to score. I just think the under makes a lot of sense. The model thinks so. We got this early start time. We got a lot of ways this goes under. We're going to start off here 11 a.m. Central. We're going to go under 142 at Auburn at West Virginia. And a game that I want no part of the side in. West Virginia is a three and a half point favorite, and the model says three and a half. I think this is a really well-priced number here. You've got a team in Auburn that's got four more wins and four less losses, but has not played nearly the schedule that West Virginia has. I think these teams are about the same. West Virginia's got a great home court. I think three and a half is a great number. I want no part of it at that number. I'm going to stick to the under instead. 11.15 a.m. Central Time. Xavier at Creighton, the Big East game of the day in what should be an interesting one. Creighton is a five-point favorite, kind of like the one I just talked about. Creighton, according to the model, wins on that by an average of 4.8 points. Not a side that I want to mess with. Both of these teams have looked really good as of late, and I don't want to fade either one of them. I'd love to back on both, but I can't do that. Or if I did, I would for sure lose one of them or push both at a number like five. It's fun, been fun backing both these teams as of late. Just can't fade either one of them, but not at this number at five. Obviously, at different numbers, it's a different story, but at five, it's just a straight pass on the side for me. I think it's a really well-priced number. I think Creighton's a little bit better, and I like what I've seen from them of, of late a little bit more than Xavier, despite Xavier's really impressive win at UConn last time out. I think five is a pretty good number. Four and a half would also be a good number. Either one of those, don't want any part of it. So I'm going to go under 157. You heard me talk about that early start, a little bit slower of a start, especially that 11 a.m., Start in West Virginia is a noon local time start. This one actually is an 11:15 local time start in Omaha, Nebraska. So it's just a really early start time. If you have any slow bouts, it's going to be really hard to get to 157. The model says 155 and a half. It has actually been pretty spot on for both of these teams. I, I think you got a chance to get towards 160 with these two teams. Absolutely. The pace that Xavier plays with the offense that these teams have Xavier ton of offense, really and just an okay defense, right? Creighton can score points as well. You got a good chance to get to 160, but it's hard to see getting that much past it. And so when you look at it that way, you just got a lot more reasonable and possible numbers that fall under 157 than over. So again, as I mentioned before, you always should be able to look at a wager and say, how can I lose this? And if you can't, you're not thinking about it hard enough. And if you're not, that's, that's fine. You don't have to. But if you think about anything long, you know, for any reasonable amount of time, you can see how things are going to go wrong. None of these are 90% likely wagers, right? And, and the way this can go wrong is that both teams play pretty fast, got great offenses, et cetera. But when you look at it, there's a lot more ways it goes right on the under than the over just because this number is so big. We've gone over some of these really big numbers here the last few weeks and it, it's worked for us a few times, but it, it, it hasn't worked more times than it has. Some of these bigger numbers, there's certain teams that you really want to try to find 
when you can go over with them, but it's just not something that's easy to do. Last year, we had a lot of success if you did that with the Southland teams. Just about any Southland game, it seemed like. Those just teams just played like there was no tomorrow and defense was it should beyond optional, right? And so you, sometimes you find those teams, you say, I don't care if the number is 160, I'm going over. We got that with the TikTok total here on Thursday night going over uh, out in one of those West Coast Conference games where the two teams were just no defense. I mean, the guy got the ball down low and it was like, they were just like, they were just like, sure, whatever. We'll give you the layup. We don't really care. I just think with this one being a, an important game, you're going to have stretches where teams are looking to get great possessions, get the best look possible. Early start times mean you might have a slower start. Obviously, overtime could cost us, but there's just a lot of ways this goes under. This number is just way too big, in my opinion. So I'm going to go under 157. 12 p.m. Central, going to cover an ACC game here, North Carolina State at Wake Forest. One of two ACC games we're talking about on today's slate. Going to grab the three with the Wolf Pack here on the road. I think NC State's the better team here. This line indicates that the two teams are about the same, and I just think North Carolina State's a better team. So give me the better team on the road with a number like three. Two and three are the most common outcomes in college basketball. I think you're getting a lot of value here getting three points with the road team. Again, I think they're the better team. Uh, both teams have been playing pretty well as of late. They both overperformed expectations. But to me, the bottom line is North Carolina State's the better team, even though they're on the road. I think they got a good chance to keep it close. It should be a good ball game. Got a chance to get the outright win. The key here, the biggest differentiator, is the fact that both teams have great offenses, but North Carolina State actually has a little bit of a defense, and Wake Forest doesn't. And that should still travel on the road, that defense, and that should keep North Carolina State in this game. Sideline thinks this should be Wake Forest minus 1.3, and I tend to agree that Wake Forest should be favored because North Carolina State's not that much better in their current form right now, but I still think they're a little bit better. So Wake minus one, one and a half, maybe two, maybe two. To be pushing, but maybe to make sense. We're getting some value here with the three points with North Carolina State. It's an A-grade play getting these three points. One of many A-grade plays we're going to talk about. The model loves it. I love it. Let's grab the three with the Wolfpack there in the first of the two ACC games we're going to cover here on today's show. 1 p.m. Central, back to the... Big 12 SEC showdown going to cover a lot of these games because so many of them are interesting. Going to lay the six with Alabama at Oklahoma. This is only a model lean. Sideline says Alabama minus six, but you know what? I don't really care. I'm going to go ahead and lay the six anyway. I think this is a good number to lay. I, I wouldn't really want to lay any more than this. I, I, I'd rather lay five, but I still think laying six is fine. Alabama is the much better team here. I know what happened in the last game. I, I'm, I'm going to treat that as that's just one game and not say that that's anything different. I still think that Alabama is potentially right now the most impressive team in the country, that one game aside. If they struggle again here on the road and need a last-minute comeback or, or, or last five-minute comeback or something like that, maybe I'll change my tune. But you know, I'm still going to put my faith in this Alabama team as one of the best in the country. A little bit of a wake-up call in that last game that they can't just sleepwalk through games you know, they're going on the road and, and they know that they're playing a good team that even though Oklahoma doesn't have a great record and has fallen towards the, towards the bottom of the big 12, that doesn't really mean anything because the bottom of the big 12 is as good as just about anybody out there. It seems like, right. I mean, not exactly, but, but close. Right. And so they know it's going to be a tough matchup on the road, 
I think they're going to be ready to play. Again, a little bit of a wake-up call in that last game. Alabama is the much better team, and I think they can pull away in the second half and or we got late fouls that can get us there. I like that we can get out ahead of this number a lot of different ways. It's easy enough with fouls to get outside of it, so it's not like we're asking them to cover eight or nine or something like that. Bottom line here with Alabama is they have a much better defense than Oklahoma, and they have a much better offense than Oklahoma. The pace discrepancy is going to be interesting to watch. Oklahoma is going to really try to slow it down. But when Alabama has played teams that have tried to slow them down, I don't think it's gone really well. The biggest example is Houston, and and Houston does that a much better job than Oklahoma can do it. And so because of that, I think Alabama is going to win pretty handily in this one. Go light the six with Alabama. Total 145. Models is 145.8, not touching the total. And again, don't really know how the pace will play out. Even if Oklahoma does slow it down, I don't think it's going to matter. If they don't slow it down, I don't think it's going to matter either way, but that could really get you to two different types of games, depending on how that plays out. So um, a lot of ways the total could go. Bottom line, though, is I think Alabama pulls away and ends up winning by closer to 10 than 6. Also on PM Central, Iowa State at Missouri. Going to lay the one with Iowa State. It is a Model A grade play. Sideline says it should be Iowa State minus 2.8. This line confuses me because I feel like by now we know that Iowa State is really good. They've been undervalued, and we should give them more credit than we've been giving them. And here we are still. Um, It happens from time to time where we just continue to find value on a team. The classic example I use, if you're with us on baseball, Mariners, Guardians, uh, you know, for a while we had a couple of, you know, Phillies for a while there where people just weren't valuing these teams and they were just constantly getting it done and they were constantly being, um, you know, undervalued. And and Iowa State's been that way. They still have outperformed. My model's been on Iowa State way more than against them. They've been good to us. And even though my model, I think, has been has been ahead of, I value them more than the sportsbook have. And they've still overperformed my model by about eight points per game over the last month. Even I can't play catch up enough, and I've been higher than the sportsbook. So I just don't understand why we're still here. Obviously, a road game is not going to be easy. That The crowd's going to be rocking there in Missouri. You've got you know the remnants of a rivalry game here back in the Big 12 days. So it should be an intense atmosphere, but I just think Iowa State is by far the better team here. They obviously lack a little bit in offense relative to Missouri, but what they make up for that on defense, they should be able to really suffocate Missouri, and that should get them the road victory. I like Iowa State here. I love laying a number like one. Again, a great play according to the model. Total this was 143. Model would lean over. It says 147. It's not one that I'm going to play at this number. It kind of like I'm saying in the last one, I just don't know how this game's going to play out because you have a team in Missouri who's going to want to push the tempo and a team in Iowa State who is not going to want to. But Iowa State's got a pretty good offense and can hit the three ball. If threes are falling for them, this game's definitely going to go over a number like 143. So that's where the model would go. It, it probably is the smarter play, um, but it's just not a good enough value for me to want to focus on. Instead, I'm just going to focus my investment on this one, especially on a Saturday with so many games. We're going to be spread pretty thin with our bankroll. Instead, I'm just going to focus on Iowa State minus one. I think it's the better pick in there. 115 
PM Central, let's go to the American here and make sure we give some love to the small school. Cincinnati at Houston. Houston's a 14-point favorite. It's an A-grade play backing the Cougars here at home, laying a big number. Model says it should be Houston minus about 16. For as much as we make of Houston's struggles as of late, you know, going from, you know, looking like the best team in the country to now looking like only a top five team or, or whatever, right, we want to call it. They're still a very good team. And the model has been within half a point of their point differential in the last month. So it's not like they've really been underperforming anything. They they did, you know, suffer that loss and that was a surprise. But on the whole, right, we have more data than just that one game. And on the whole, they've still been a pretty good team and the models pegged them pretty well. Again, despite that surprising loss that none of us nor the model, none of that saw that coming, but but they've overperformed for in other games. So you still got a really good team in Houston. I think they're going to take Cincinnati out behind the woodshed here. They're the much better team at home. This is a runaway with this game type situation. Cincinnati, what they want to do is play a little bit more up-tempo and more of a higher-scoring game. And that's, you know, Houston's so good offensively, they can score no matter what. And they're so good defensively, they can stop you no matter what. I mean, uh, other than the, the, the top teams or when they're off nights or whatever, I mean, everyone has those, right? No one, We haven't seen an undefeated team in a long time, right? Houston's so good, they can kind of do anything. But when they play a team that's going to really slow it down, it's much more likely they're going to win the game by eight or nine. Or I think in their last game, there were some late fouls, maybe got up to like 11 or something, but it was never really that big throughout the game. But a team like Cincinnati that's not as good defensively, but is better offensively and, and plays, a, a, you know, not lightning speed, but, but faster. If Houston's like, we'll, we'll outscore you. Like you think you're going to score, you're not, and we're still going to score on you, right? So just lends itself to a runaway type game, especially at home. Again, a great play according to the model, Houston minus 14, mall over that one. Total is 132, model says 130.5. Not really a total worth investing in, in my opinion. Two PM Central, Illinois at Wisconsin. And you're seeing that right on the screen. We are getting a point with Illinois. And I, I don't I don't get it. Um, you know, again, and I, I know someone's gonna comment about this because people believe things without any evidence, but there there are no such thing as trap lines. Talk to anybody in the industry, talk to anybody who's uh, you know. Had, had conversations with bookmakers about this. There's no bookmaker that's going to, that's, that, 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 you know, they're not telling you that there, there are trap lines. If you ask them, they'll say, they'll tell you to a man that will say, no, we are not doing trap lines. What they're trying to do is they're trying to make the best line possible. And now what that means is something slightly different depending on the game, right? Sometimes you are trying to balance money. Sometimes you are concerned about what certain groups are going to do if you make it on certain numbers. Sometimes you are trying to invite money for, on one side to balance things out. Sometimes you don't care. You don't care that it's a little bit unbalanced because you think you've got a better line. There's a lot of different ways that plays out depending on the sports book, right? B but there's no trap that they are setting. They they might be concerned about making this a certain number because of how much money they'll get on the other side. And, that, and that's the only thing I can explain here is that if this really was Illinois minus two or so, like it should be, the concern would be how much money to get on Wisconsin and they don't want to be that exposed is probably, probably why. Because there are models that just love Wisconsin. Um, mine, it doesn't really love them, but it, it thinks they're better than they are. That's the bottom line. The sideline says this is a pick em. a true 50, 50 game. And I, you know, I don't know. Wisconsin might win, right? College basketball is a hey, college basketball is weird. There's going to be almost 150 games. 
on this Saturday, and there are going to be at least 10 results. I guarantee you 10 results, probably more like 20, that by the end of the day, you're going to look at them, you're going to say, huh, didn't see that coming. And, and it's going to be weird upsets, or it's going to be a team that was favored by 15 that wins by two, or it's going to be a game that had a total of 120 gets to 160 or vice versa. There's, there's weird stuff, right? So Wisconsin can win this game. I'm not saying they can't, but to think this is 50-50, even with what the model says, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, I just haven't seen it from Wisconsin. And Illinois is up and down. Absolutely. They have some times where they don't look good. But I've seen things from Illinois that make me think they are a talented basketball team. They could make a run in March Madness. They can win some conference games. They can make some upsets on the road. I, I You know, I, I've seen some good things from this Illinois team. I just don't think I've seen much from Wisconsin. I mean, as as they're, they're 12 and 7, so, so they've won some games. But I just have not seen that much to get me excited about this Wisconsin team. I know the game's being played at Wisconsin, but I just think Illinois wins this more like 55-ish percent of the time, probably. If I if you, if you ask me my personal opinion, I think Illinois should be out, like I said, two-point two favorite or so, maybe even three. I'd, I'd need at least three before I consider backing Wisconsin. And even then, I, I'd probably just more likely pass because – I just am not impressed with this Wisconsin team. So who knows? You, you know, sports can get weird, but in general, I, I think that Wisconsin's got to show us a little bit more before we have any faith in them. Illinois has getting a point with them, even money on the money line, something like that is just way too good to pass up. I love grabbing the line night here. Total in this game, 131 and a half. Sideline says 132 and a half. Been pretty spot on with these two teams. So I think it's a pretty well set total and not one worth messing with. 3 p.m. Central, back to the Big 12 SEC showdown. TCU minus two at Mississippi State. Going to lay the two with the road. Horn Frogs here. I'm still not buying Mississippi State. You know, they're going to have to show me a little bit more. It's really the bottom line here. I still think TCU is one of the better teams in the country. I mentioned it weeks ago. I said trending towards a one or a two seed, depending on how the conference plays out. Obviously, you know, they would need a strong show in the conference tournament as well, but Something like that is not out of the realm of possibility for this TCU team. They are that talented. They have the horses to go on the road and get this done. I love laying a number like two. Y'all know how I feel about that. Again, it was a great comment that somebody had made asking about buying down. Don't recommend buying to it because you're paying more than it's worth. I mean, talked about this on the NFL video if you watch that for the playoffs. But if you can just be given offered – the price of, of minus two with the team you think is going to win. It's a great opportunity because winning by one doesn't happen extremely often. It's only a B grade according to the model. The model wants minus one for an A grade, but it's an A grade in my heart. I love this Horn Frogs team. I think they're just much better than Mississippi State. I think they can go on the road and win. When you look at the last month, TCU has been overperforming my model expectations by almost 10 points a game. Mississippi State's been underperforming them by almost five points per game. I don't think those exact same trends hold. That would imply that TCU is going to win this by, you know, 17 or something, which seems a little bit unlikely, but I just think that TCU wins this game way more times than they lose it. And again, it's not likely that they win by one. Maybe they push it too, but I think in general, if I had to guess, I'd say TCU wins this by between five and 10. They are the much better team. They've got a much, both, both teams have really good defenses. The difference is that Mississippi state has just a met offense and TCU's got a really good one. I think the Horn Frogs go on the road and get the job done. Total 131 and a half. Models was 129.1, so it would lean under. That would make sense given Mississippi State's pace and that they want to play a slower game. However, 
knowing that TCU wants to play this fast and they do have a good defense, but they have a great offense. I'd be really afraid to go under a number uh, that's still relatively low at 131 and a half, because if TCU gets out, like I think they will, there's going to be a decent chance that Mississippi State's having to play catch up and plays a little faster than they want to. So the model might lean under, but I don't think under 131 and a half is a good investment. So I'm going to pass there and just focus on the Horn Frogs minus two. So a game where I do think it makes sense to back the total here, going to go over 148 and a half in Miami at Pittsburgh, the other ACC game. We're going to cover on today's docket. Sideline says 152 and a half. Model's been pretty spot on with both these teams with regards to their total projections over the last month. And when you look at both teams just have very mediocre defenses, but good offenses, there should be decent tempo. And there's not a tempo discrepancy, which is what I love about this, because there's not a like one team really wants to slow it down or is going to try to slow it down for the most part. You, you never know what a coach is going to do in a one-off game for a game plan. But in general, you know, neither team plays lightning fast. So you wouldn't expect one coach to say like, oh, we've got to really slow them down, take them out of the game plan. Both teams just play at a decent, solid, get up and down the court, above average pace, mediocre defense, and great offense. Should lend itself to a lot of points. I think this gets over 150. I don't really know why the second digit there in the total is a four. I think it should be a five. The model agrees. I think this is a great over spot here as long as you're getting a number that's south of 150. So we're going to go over 140 and a half. In a game that is a complete toss-up, sideline says Pittsburgh should be favored by 0.8 points, wins 51% of the time, seeing numbers around one for the spread here. I think it's priced pretty well. It should be a great game. I don't know who's going to win. Miami's the better team, but on the road, it should be a great contest and get a lot of points, chance for late fouls, chance for overtime, a lot of ways we can get this over. Again, in a game that should have enough offense. And thankfully, unlike some of those other games we talked about, not an early start, so we shouldn't have any of those sleepy starts cause us some uh, heartburn here with the over. 4.30 p.m. Central, Arizona at Washington. Going to get us a Pac-12 game in here. Going to grab the 9.5 with Washington. Sideline says it should be Arizona minus 7.8. As You know, Arizona, weird ending in that last game. Um, you know, you maybe won, you maybe lost, you maybe took what I recommended and won or took what I recommended and lost, depending on when you got the number, right? It, it fell right around the numbers, wonky ending. Still to me, the bottom line is that Arizona has still been underperforming the model expectations over the last month. I mean, they're still on the down. I know there's talk of some of the changes they made, but you know, it was a great game against UCLA, but that was just one game at home. Second game on the back to back here on the road trip. Um, you know, with, with only the one day of rest, it's a tough spot for them. They're better than Washington. Absolutely. And they should win, but to win by double digits is going to be a tall task. I'm not a huge fan of this Washington team. I don't think they're that good. I just don't think that Arizona, I think they are good. I don't think they're as good as the odds makers think. It's almost like a little bit of the, the, the flip of Iowa state. Not that Iowa state's as good as Arizona, but just that we're still just missing a little bit here. I think the odds makers are treating Arizona like they're a top five team. And I don't think that's accurate. I think they're a top 15 team, but I just don't think they are complete enough, good enough to be a top five team. And that's kind of what they need to be, in my opinion, to win by double digits on the second night of these back-to-back Pac-12 brutal road trips to win by double digits, even against a team like Washington that I think is just mediocre. Washington's been doing better than the models thought. We're nine and six backing them. We've been pretty 500 across the board with Arizona. They've covered some, not covered some. I just think this is a great spot to grab all these points given the 
uh, travel situation uh, in the Pac-12. You know, too many points here. So we're going to grab Washington with nine and a half. Again, model says 7.8 and is an eight grade. Total in this one, 150. Should have a lot of points. Model says 149. So passing on the total and focusing on the Huskies getting a bunch of points. 5 p.m. Central, we're going to lay the seven with Tennessee. Jake's not with us, but he'd be proud. Against Texas. Texas has looked really good uh, since the whole beard saga, and they've moved on to a new head coach. Um I, I just think this Tennessee team is for real. That defense is fantastic. Obviously, the big concern you have with Tennessee is their offense. But, you know, what I've seen from the Texas defense at home, Tennessee ought to be able to score against it. I just don't think the Texas defense is the defense to give Tennessee problems. Where we've seen Tennessee sometimes struggle has been more in the SEC. But as I kind of mentioned, I've been talking about, and it, it, you know, here in this show and in previous shows, Big 12 at this point, more known for offense, uh, SEC more for defense. So Tennessee is going to potentially have some games where they just look bad offensively because they're not the best offense in the world against some of the SEC defenses that are pretty good. Um, but now playing a Big 12 team that isn't named Iowa State, I don't think that's going to be quite as big of an issue for them. I think Texas is better on the offensive side of the ball than the defensive side of the ball. That plays right in Tennessee's strengths because Tennessee has just that suffocating defense. I think Tennessee at home wins this by closer to 10. It's an A-grade play. Sideline says it should be Tennessee minus 8.6. Total in this one's 136.5. Sideline says 135.5, but has underestimated both teams with regards to the number of points they've scored in the last month. So I would not be going under this number. It's always scary to go over with Tennessee. But if I had to pick on this game and you were looking for a total play, I actually think I would go over 136 and a half. I think 140 is probably closer to what we would expect, given the fact that, again, Texas is going to, you know, kind of push the tempo, better offense than defense. And I think Tennessee is going to look better offensively, getting out of a tougher defensive conference and playing a team that's more known for offense and defense can kind of drag them up a little bit with regards to their scoring. And Texas will get drugged down a little bit with regards to their scoring. But given that they already played a game in, in conference play in the 200s getting chucked down from that isn't gonna you know drag them all the way to 135 or something like that so uh, I, I think over might be the smart play it's not a model play it's not a pick that i'm making here again we've got very limited funds but if you like something on the total here i think over might be the way to play that one also, 5 p.m. Central, Florida, Kansas State. Kansas State, y'all know I love this team. They've been really good, but Florida has also been pretty impressive as of late. I'm going to grab the 5.5 with the Gators. It's a Model A grade play, which is it should be Kansas State minus 4. You've got two teams that have overperformed expectations over the last month, two teams that I love backing. I just think it's too many points in a situation where I think Kansas State – might be the better team, but I'm not convinced they're better by that much. And this spread would indicate that they're at least two points better. And I'm just not sure that's true, given, again, how much I've loved Kansas State and how well they've played. I've just been really impressed with this Florida team over the last month as well. I think they're pretty close. I think it should be a tight contest. Give me five and a half points. College basketball gets weird. There's a lot of ways that Florida wins this game and or they lose and we still cover. So I'm going to grab Florida plus five and a half. Total 142 and a half. Models is 142.1. And Florida has been a massive under team, just really playing a lot slower than we've expected. But Kansas State's been a massive over team. So really interested to see how this plays out with regards to total, but not one that I want to invest in. Instead, I'm going to stick with the A-grade play according to the model and grab the five and a half with the Gators. 
7 p.m. Central, the last game we're going to cover in this Big 12 SEC uh, showdown on Saturday. Going to grab the three points with Kansas. This is an A-plus grade pick according to sideline. There's only, I don't know, five-ish A-plus grade plays here on this Saturday, and this is one of them. Kentucky has looked really good as of late using new lineups. Talked about that a lot. Don't really need to dive into that. You are well aware of that. Here's the thing, though. Um, Kansas is still the better team. I don't quite understand how we've gotten to this point where um, Kentucky's a three-point home favorite, a three-point home favorite, and, and you know, Rupp Arena is one that I give three and a half points to home court, but given that you can't, you know, tie in college basketball, when you're favored by three, it basically says that you think the two teams are equal on a neutral court. And I'm like, I don't see how that's possible. You know, Kentucky's looked a lot better, but as much as I faded Kansas, and we've done that a lot this year, faded them 16 times and got 11 and five fading them. I just think Kansas is the better team. So give me the better team with three points on the road. You've got two teams who are really looking to get back on the right track here. One in Kentucky has started that process already. And one in Kansas who this doesn't affect their conference standing, does affect their seating, and obviously a big game that they want to go out and win. Um, I don't think that plays into it to me. I'm not really concerned about the fact that Kansas is coming off of losses and Kentucky has been playing better. If it was flipped, I wouldn't care there either. I think the bottom line is Kansas has been up against it with some really tough games in the big 12. And I'm sorry if you're an sec fan, I think the big 12 is a much better basketball conference in the sec. I'm not alone in thinking that every computer model out there probably says the same thing. So yeah, Kansas has lost, you know, three in a row, but and then home loss to TCU wasn't pretty. But TCU also hit an insane number of threes in that game. They lost at Kansas State in overtime, and nothing to be ashamed of there. They lost at Baylor, who's been playing fantastic lately. Nothing to be ashamed of there. Kentucky's looked better, but also in a fairly weak basketball conference, it has a lot of teams that are going to roll over. The SEC's got some good talent at the top for sure, but it's not like an every night is a tough game situation. So yeah, Kentucky had that great win against Tennessee. I'm just still not convinced that they're at the level of Kansas and to be favored by three, which if you're laying the three with Kentucky, that means now they've got to win by four or more. I'm just not sure they're at that level. So give me the three with Kansas, A plus grade pick according to the model. I love this one here. Total 140 models is 142.5. Been pretty spot on with these two teams with regards to the totals, maybe even a little underestimating them. So um, over 140 might be a decent way to look if you're a totals player. Also, 7 p.m. Central, Ohio State at Indiana. Going to grab the five with Ohio State. It's an A-grade play according to the model. Um, Indiana's looked pretty good lately, and Ohio State hasn't. So why are we grabbing the five with Ohio State? I think the the bottom line here is that the Big Ten, just like the Big 12, uh, and just like the Big East, again, other than with the Big Ten and the Big East, you take like one school out basically, maybe two. Really good conferences. Every night is a tough game, it seems like. I think that Ohio State 
is able to hang in this game and keep it interesting. And five points is a lot in a conference game where I think Indiana is the better team, but both these teams have just been up and down so much that it's hard for me to say that I think they're that much better. It's also a little bit of a pick with regards to trying to make sure we don't overreact to the last things we've seen. And it has looked really good lately, but I don't want to overreact. And we need to remember that I still, I still don't think that they are. I, I think that, you know, I still don't think they're a top five team, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And this spread would kind of imply that they are, and they, they might be. And if they win this game by 15, you know, maybe I'll come around to that. I know that they're getting healthy here. I, I just think that it's a little bit of an overreaction. I think this number should be four. I think we're getting a little bit of value with five. Four would be Indiana's the slightly better team at home. That seems pretty reasonable, but getting five, I think just offers us a little bit of value with Ohio State. They could hang around in this game. Matchup-wise, they've got a more efficient offense than Indiana does, and their defense isn't that far behind. It should be a good game. They could hang around. Again, a lot of ways they can lose this and we can still win the bet. So I'm going to grab the five with Ohio State. Totals 146. Models is 148 and a half. So another game that you might want to look over if you're a totals player. Um, models been pretty spot on with both these teams' totals, so I have no problems going over in this one. In a lot of ways, we can get over with potential late game fouls or overtime as well. So again, we're real thin here on units uh, on a Saturday with almost 150 games. So it's not a play I'm making, but if you like totals over 146, might not be a bad look here in this one. Wrapping us up, got a late night game here. I haven't forgot about you players who love a good same game parlay. Got a double dip for you here. 9 p.m. Central, going to grab the point with UNLV in a little in-state rivalry game and go over 140. Model says 143.5 on the total, and this is probably my second favorite total of the day behind the one over there on TikTok. We've underestimated UNLV's points in games in the last month by almost 10 or a little over 10 points per game. Underestimated Nevada's by about seven points per game. And that's capping each game as well and removing overtimes. These two teams have just been scoring a lot of points. The tempo has been there, the offense has been there, the defense. Not, not great, you know, and that should give us a lot of points. I do not understand this number of 140. Again, the model says 143.5. I think I think we're closer to 150 than 140. I think 145 would be a decent total. That'd be where I probably would pass on it. So I think we're getting a ton of value here going over 140. And I'm going to play UNLV. It's an A-grade play according to the model, which says it should be UNLV minus 1.8. Sideline says UNLV wins this 55% of the time. So given the fact that you can remove the times when Nevada wins by one, which isn't much, and then UNLV wins 55% of the time of all games, got some good value here, either grabbing the point or the even money on the money line. Either way, I think that Nevada is the better team, but not by that much. This UNLV team is solid. Their offense is just a notch behind Nevada's, and I think both their defenses are about the same. And so at home, I think that makes it where UNLV should be slight favorites. Getting a point or even money on the money line is too good to pass up there, again, as well as the over 140. 
And that is all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control sports betting content provided on this channel. It's dropped right into your feed. Be back again next week with more college basketball betting content. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.